Boy, the backyard is just full of activity. There's cardinals and blue jays and swallows and all kinds of other birds I don't know. Remind me to tell you a hawk story. Oh, yeah. Crazy, eh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how about I just jump in? All right. Important off the hand. That's all good. <laughs> we can do that. We can have it. That we, sound is fine. <laughs> I think so, too. I think Pouring so. Pouring coffee as we meander. You bet. You bet. So uh, welcome to Meanderings with Trudy and Angie. Uh, the pause cast where we're going to explore joy. We're going to pop the hood up, see what we find. And joining me today is Angie Arndt. This is going to be our time to have a look at heart. I like that image of look at heart, which contains all kinds of things from Gray's Anatomy's medical illustrative book to <laughs> to the most sacred thing ever to yeah. um, some Valentine's Day kind of imagery of which is coming up February. So that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, this will be our February episode. Our first episode was last month in January, where we sort of laid the table Absolutely. for what we want yeah. to talk about. But yeah. yeah, but this will be our first topic. So each month we're going to have a topic that we're going to look at, um, as we sort of forecasted last month. But um, we thought with this being February that um, Heartwood's probably a good place to start. And since we're talking about joy and closely related to that as soul and all kinds of other central things to who we be as humans. Absolutely. Heart's the beginning. Plus it's cold and winter and, and sometimes warmth, which heart, you know, um, mm-hmm. is symbolic of is the warmth of who we are is hard to grasp in these winter cold times. So Yeah. 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 No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me. What, what comes up for you? What has come up for you as you thought about this in anticipation of this chat, um, of this meander? Mm-hmm. Cool. I, all kinds of things. All kinds of things. One of them, I'll just jump off of where I just jumped in, mm-hmm. was that sense of wintering mm-hmm. and heart. Funny enough, it doesn't go straight to Valentine's Day and the Hallmarky, you know, candy hearts and, and mm. roses and all those things. Mm-hmm. Although, obviously, they're still there because I just named them. <laughs> However, the first thing that pops up for me was winter, and maybe because it's just bitter cold as you and I are talking today. And yet, I look out the window, and it's so stunningly gorgeous right now. Mm-hmm. Stunningly gorgeous out there. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the the sky out my right here, you know, you and I are on a computer screen, but out my right, it is blue, 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 like sharp. Like, I don't, it's not this kind of blue in the summertime. You know, and yeah. it's, maybe it's the contrast with the white. I don't know what it is, but, mm-hmm. and the way the frost hits the stones here and the, you know, the tracks of all the animals in the snow that those animals are there in the summertime, but I don't get to see their tracks. So no, they're much more you know, present. These, yeah, you're right. Much more present. You know, yeah. I, I don't see them necessarily, but I see the evidence that they are here. And so all those, all those things actually enliven my heart. Mm-hmm in a way that is very different in summertime months. Uh, and so just the other day I was reading a poem. I, I jotted down the author's name. Let me look it up here. Um, oh, Denez Smith is his name. His, her, Denez. I don't know. I should look that up. Denez hmm. Anyway, Dennis? D-A-N-E-Z. Okay. Huh. 
Well, okay. Okay. There, there's something for me to look up because I do not want to. Well, we can put a we can put a link too to the uh, in the episode notes if we can find Absolutely. where it came from. Uh, and the, the poem is called "I'm Going Back to Minnesota, Where Sadness Makes Sense." Mm. And the author of the poem lives in California. And very short poem, but about standing on the beach in a parka, missing the change of seasons because joy is found as things change. Mm. And the line that struck me in that poem, I pulled it up again this morning just before we hopped on so I could replant it in me. The line that struck me was, I know something that doesn't die can't be beautiful. I know something that doesn't die can't be beautiful. And there in California, there's the image. I've been to California. I love California. Palm mm -hmm. trees, warm beaches, you know. Mm -hmm. San Diego is a perfect weather, 74 degrees every day, and minimal rain and rarely a cloud and the sea lions bark mm -hmm. and the waves lap and you just can't, you know, you can't beat it. Mm -hmm. But how in the world do you find joy when things are the same all the time? Mm -hmm. And so the author of this poem names, I want to go back to Minnesota where I can be sad. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I can feel the joy of things. And so I'm not going to, you would have to read the poem to, mm -hmm. to hear the beautiful imagery that Danez, he or she, wrote. They. <laughs> and the imagery of shining and being dangerous. Right. About being in the cold. And if you're in that cold too long, mm -hmm. it will kill you. But you stand out there and you take it in and you let yourself be sad and you go back and you warm up the imagery of heart of warming up mm -hmm. and then you feel the joy of both and and then maybe that's what joy is maybe that's what heart is is the both and of having the space of carrying it all mm. anyhow that's that's what came to me first thing as you were talking i thought oh yeah this really is about and i'm looking out the window and it's bitter cold and Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. beautiful yeah 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 because i mean i sort of touched on that in in the first uh my first meander of of 2022 where i i explored i, I talked about my dog poe and and that yeah. and that intersection oh, of, of poe po. yeah yeah. Po. yeah complicated dog yeah and yeah. and yet uh, i'm sure from his perspective not so much <laughs> he's just the way he is right yeah was yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that intersection of 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 grief and and joy, joy and sorrow, um, you know, it, it's it's hard, it's hard to know the full depth and texture of one, not just grief and sorrow, but all kinds of things, without seeing the other, without also being aware of the other, because it's through the contrast, as you say, that the sky looks bluer now. Maybe it's because of the contrast with the white of the snow, yeah, or the cold yeah, in the absolutely. air. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Poe. You mentioned Poe, and I can I, I see his little photograph with his tongue hanging out of his mouth and, <laughs> yeah. and his hair kind of cockeyed. And maybe that's what love is. You know, yeah. talking about heart and love and joy is, is finding ourselves in relationship mm -hmm. with things as they are. So mm -hmm. Poe didn't ever have to be anything other than as is. Yeah. This quirky little absolutely adorable and yet incredibly strange little pup that you know had all kinds of problems as he got older as we all do because we all get older should we be so lucky mm -hmm. um, and come the problems of and love is heart is falling is being with those things as is mm -hmm. absolutely um, 
uh, and being present. And maybe that practice of presence is what allows us to experience joy mm-hmm. and to know what love is. Love is like this verb and noun and adverb and adjective. And it's, you know, it's, a, it's, it's weird that those of us who speak English as our primary language have this word that covers so much when other languages have multiple words Oh yeah, um, to express this. So we love chocolate the same way we love our partners and the same way we love this cup of coffee and the same way we love winter or don't or mm-hmm. summer or don't. And yeah. therefore love can often be used as as hate also. Like I love this meaning I don't love that. Mm. So Exclusion. It is, uh, it, it's categorizing, categorizing things in a very dualistic, I like it, I don't like it, I love it, I don't like it, I love it, I don't love it. And that keeps us from actually being present the word love the word love Mm -hmm. keeps us from being present when we use it as such as i love it i don't love it i therefore i want to or i don't want to and yet love is not that way love in and of itself allows us to be present with whether we like things or don't like things we are still present to them and that's where joy is found yeah in the presence of presencing yeah yeah we we talked or we when we were looking at our our themes uh february was heart not love and and that felt important to us like at least to me anyway um yeah yes the two are together not Mm -hmm. in in this case opposite sides of necessarily um but if we're looking at it in, in terms of popping off the hood of joy and exploring the bits and pieces that the components that are part of that heart is separate from love yes talk to me about why 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 Mm. do we need to parse it out from each other in this Mm. way for me and my uh, lived experience and 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 years of wrestling with this. You know, I don't know if we'll ever come up with a engraved in stone definition to this very question. People mm-hmm. have been wrestling with it for, you know, ever. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to love and be loved? Um, so if heart, if heart is the only way we can experience love, mm-hmm. then that very much depends on how we feel. So, so let's say that again. If feelings heart... And, mm-hmm. so, Right. So if, if I feel warm hearted, mm-hmm. that means I can love this moment. I can love the winter. I can love you. I can love my dog. Right. I can, if it is dependent upon that warm, fuzzy feeling that we often put our hands here because mm-hmm. we do feel something right. and we associate that with our heart. It makes my heart skip a beat. It makes my heart race. It makes my heart sigh. You know, we, we have all kinds of language for how our hearts feel. And therefore, we then associate love and heart because we have an experience of a feeling there in the middle of our chest that is all warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. If love is dependent upon a warm, fuzzy feeling, though, we do everything we can to conjure up that feeling in order to be and bring love. Like I will be it, I will experience it when I have that feeling. Mm-hmm. And if we are waiting around for that feeling to happen in order to be who we really are at our core, the world's gonna be hurting, we're gonna be hurting because that feeling is not always there. Love is a whole being, it is our 
heart, soul, mind, and strength, according to the Judeo-Christian tradition. It mm-hmm. is it is at everything, and it never goes away. Love never ends is the... Is the there's actually a, a scripture verse on that, that love never ends, it never fails. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, we try and feel it a certain way in order to experience it. What mm-hmm. if love just is, like it is in our toes? It is in the hair of our head, it's in the breath that we breathe, it's, it's in the cilia in our lungs. Is cilia in our lungs? I think so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I shouldn't say those things because I'm not really certain. <laughs> However, I, what I do know is true is that love is something that cannot be cat- categorized or classified, even with language. Like we wrestle with language to define it because it's it's mysterious. And yet we know it just like joy. Love and joy are intertwined and yet are, are different mm-hmm. qualities of being. Yeah. But joy is that thing that we know it when it's there. Yeah. But it's so hard to put a language on. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which Supreme Court justice it was that was defining pornography that says, I can't define it, but I know. But I, I know where I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's the same with joy. It's the same. with. It's like, I can't define it. I can use all sorts of poetry mm-hmm. or imagery to give it some flesh and bone. But really, I know it when I feel it. And the only place we can experience it is in the present mm-hmm. so maybe I, I think love is the same way you know it, it is something that is ever present ever available ever here it is hardwired into us it is in every cell of our being in every in every fragmented prism of our souls mm-hmm. but our desire to have it feel a certain way or show up a certain way or or be experienced a certain way in the heart allows uh, us to not be able to access it or express it in ways that are really healthy and genuine. I think right. that's, that's my, and I'm not speaking of people in general. I'm also speaking of me personally. That mm-hmm. is, you know, Sure. Sure. Yes. So, there are multiple stories of that. Yeah. And what of heart then? Why do we, why do we separate in our discussion today? Why are we separating out heart as separate from love? Oh, good question. What if heart is that place where all these things reside? Our 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 ability to genuinely connect mm-hmm. most deeply with that part of ourselves that again we that is tender, that is sacred, that is of the heart. We even use that language. Not that we're not that our heads aren't sacred, not that our very physical being isn't sacred. It is all of it is. But the heart is that most tender place where those things that feel sharp around the edges or jagged or or even too bright to look at like you don't dare look into the sun because it's too dazzling and well like the heart carries all those things Mm -hmm. so it's the place that we tend to avoid we will we will do things we will be in the world i will actionable things you know, I will run, I will organize, I will rail, I will write, I will, you know, whatever. And we think a lot, oh my Lord, do we think a lot. Mm-hmm. But the heart as a place of joy is just a place that's so scary. Because what if it's true? What if we get a glimpse of who we really are and we can't handle the truth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just into all, all kinds of quotes today. I hear that movie like, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> we can. I think we can handle the truth. 
It's just that we don't have the practices or the or the support because we can't do this alone. That's and maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. Is when we really touch into the heart. It's not a, just a connection to our own selves, like a narcissistic. Oh, here's who I am, and here's what I feel. Which I think sometimes heart work is def- is defined as self improvement. And it is awareness in that sense, but it also is the realization that we need each other. Mm-hmm. The heart is where we most authentically, most really, most truly connect with other people because we feel with and for. When we feel that in ourselves, we can't help but feel it in other people. Mm-hmm. It's what allows us to be genuinely compassionate and not just doers and thinkers, but genuinely with and for other people. Yeah. I want to place a marker down on heart as anchor, and I'll come back to that in a second. Um, But what I'm wondering is, in the context of going into heart as by way of connecting to self, but also uh, other, I want to ask the question, um, do I need to be connected to my own heart before I can connect effectively to others, do you think? Or can I connect to others and self? Is it, is it, hmm. it, it doesn't have to be a linear progression. It can be a wherever I am. And in, in connecting with others, I can find my way back to myself. It's, there's an, uh, a symmetry or a uh, symbiosis right. there. What do you think? All right. So you're asking a chicken and egg question, really. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> it, it really is. I, yeah. I believe that it is in, um, there's that Hindu teaching of forget self. One of the pillars. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've been Dharma. talking about that with Dharma. Uh-huh. Yes, we have uh-huh. talked about this. Uh huh. Yes. And Stephen Stephen Cope. Not that book. I am a Hindu teacher, or I, you know, that I'm I'm dipping my toe into things mm-hmm. uh, that are that belong to other scholars and teachers. Well, sorry. What is it teach. that you said to me before that mm-hmm. um, that studying other other ways, call them faiths yes. included, but particularly Buddhism, has made you right. a better Christian. Uh, for yourself. Absolutely. Right? So <laughs> yes. it's, yeah. It so it's, I mean. Called up the things that I, that I hold near and dear and allowed me to engage more deeply in the teachings and traditions that are imperfect, absolute and, and incomplete. No teaching or tradition is perfect and complete. However, in engaging in our own imperfectly perfect ways of a practice, mm-hmm we can go deeper and farther instead of smorgasbordian what we like what we love <laughs> um so that that teaching that hindu teaching of forget self is also a christian teaching and also a jewish tradition of of reaching out beyond self for the service of mm-hmm. of be, of being of service of of being of use in the world and not to be all that not to break your arm patting yourself on the back because you're all that it, actually jesus says you know don't let your one arm know what the other arm is doing like you like you're just being of service mm. mm-hmm. so forget self is that same kind of teaching and i completely lost where we were going with this <laughs> <laughs> well i asked the question whether or not i needed to know my own heart in order to be able there to there you go there you go you know so we as if it were service. yeah as if it and were we're, we are forgetting yeah. self and yet, when we are of service and forgetting self, there is a joy that comes in that. Yeah. That reminds us of what it means to be human. There. Thank you for that tie back mm-hmm. to where I was going. Because that's because then we are reminded of what it is to be human and what it is to be alive. Yeah. Um, which helps us fall in love. I mean, deeply more in love with our own selves, with our own lives, imperfect, 
pain, joy, yuck, and, and, and beauty and all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a dance. It's a back and forth. Yeah. Um, too much time in one camp. And we get a, out of, we get a wobble. Um, yeah. And you really do. I, yes. I, I believe that that's the, the purpose of community is to support us in doing our own work of healing and, and, and forgiveness and grace and, and developing a connection with the bigger picture of life. Mm-hmm. I call it God. Not everybody does, but that our place in it, like what is our purpose? What is our place in it? That is an unanswerable question, mm-hmm. but it's in the wrestling that we continue to grow. And then we give it away. We show up for life. Right. Right. Um, and, and then we course correct along the way. Say, oh, that wasn't, that wasn't, the step I needed to take. Let me back up a second and go a different direction, or let me just take a step in a new direction. Right. Um, but it takes community to do that. Right. I know. Here's a question mm. that comes up for me: is is joy something that we can experience without the presence of another? Hmm. My, instinctively, I say uh, I feel yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, remember times, you know, hiking in in the desert in Israel, or just walking in the forest, where I meander regularly, um, where my heart alights with what I would identify as joy. As I'm yeah. seeing birds, I mean, I'm um, I'm aware of all all the the birds flitting around in my in my view right now, and uh, that that makes me happy. And that is something about which you have no awareness because we're not looking at the same scene. So right. joy resides there for me as a result yeah. of that. So yeah, um, does the, does the mean timber that, oh. of it change yeah. when I'm sharing with someone else? That's yeah. a different question. But in and of like in and of myself on my own as my own little island, yeah, I think I can experience joy. Yeah. It changes in, 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 in uh, texture when I share yeah. it with others. Yeah. Yeah. It might grow. <laughs> it might not. It might diminish. I don't know. Uh, but it changes. Yeah. What What are your thoughts? Well, as you were just talking, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, I just got very excited. That's no, okay. There. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't, I had this <gasps> moment of, I didn't mean the presence of another person. Oh, okay. You mean if I'm present versus in myself as opposed to not present in myself. Okay, so I think that you have to be present to yourself if you're going to experience joy. Because mm. otherwise, how would you know? Mm. It's that connection between your centers of wisdom uh, without meaning. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I said, I feel it coming in my heart. It bubbles forth. That suggests that I'm aware of what's going on in body and heart, not just mm. sitting up here in my head. I mean, I can mm. look out the window and say, yes, well, I'm seeing trees, I'm seeing colors, I'm seeing da-da-da, and this would, as if it were some algebraic equation, make up what people tell me is joy. In mm. the absence of feeling it from my heart and getting the sensations, the shiveries, the excitement yeah. um, in my body, no. So I think presence is key. Yeah. But same yeah. thing with love. Yeah. And that's what that's that was the aha moment as you were talking was my own experiences. If I conjure up moments of joy, even just now, just looking out the window. It seems to me that there's a recognition that I am connected to everything around me. That is Mm -hmm. that is it's breathtaking. 
it is almost unbearable. That kind of joy is almost unbearable that when I see the swirl run across and I pause for that, it the joy is I feel a connection with that thing that's making the paw prints in the snow. Yeah. When I am on a hike all by my lonesome self in the woods here, mm-hmm. and I stumble across something that captures that that seems beautiful whether it is a blue sky or whether it's a bone on the ground of an animal or whether it's Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden i realized that life with a capital l Mm -hmm. i'm a part of something much bigger than me Mm -hmm. that's how joy comes Mm -hmm. which is very different from happy yeah very different so to, to me Joy is the recognition that I, I can't, I, I personally don't think I can experience joy in and of myself with, with a logical, oh, there's a bone on the ground, there's a squirrel on the, there's a blue sky. Joy is that aha of, oh, I had nothing to do with this and I'm a part of it. So what you're talking about is, is joy is, uh, happens um, well, it depends or, or relies on presence in yeah. ourselves yeah. and underlines the interconnectedness that we have to others yeah. and to our environment. Yeah. Here's, here's a $50 word for you. What if, what if it's true that human beings are hardwired for or born for transcendence. How do you define transcendence? The, the, the awareness that we are a part of something, the tra- that we transcend our own, this flesh and bone thing that carries our souls. I'm, I'm throwing this out here as, mm-hmm. a, as a possibility. It's part of a greater, like we are wired for transcendent moments we need those and we find them when we know that we are part of community whether that's with other people whether that is with the world itself whether that is with god good the bigger picture transcendence is this awareness that we are so if we're wired for that then the transcend the things that remind us of our transcendence are things of beauty seeing the beauty in things regardless of whether they are pretty or not, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the beauty thing, experiencing the joy of the moment. That's a transcendent thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you could see oh. how a scientist would have that or a mathematician as well as an yes. artist or a, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, or, or, or experiencing deep love, which can be in the form of grace or forgiveness or, or that open-hearted, warm connection moment. Or, so if, if beauty and joy and love are signposts of our transcendence, then is it our job as human beings to make the world more hospitable to those things? Mm-hmm. So it's not therefore transcendent. So here's the different, here's something that I have a bone to pick with, with mo- most spiritual movements of the moment. Mm-hmm is that there is a lot of chit chat, a lot of talk, a lot of workshops, a lot of things to 
give me the wherewithal to go out and look for transcendence to 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 meditate to create space to do to do those things but it's a very selfish kind of thing like you need this so that you will feel better about your life you need this so you will be happier you need this to calm your anxiety and is that true yes that is true but what it doesn't do is say and it's your job as a human being as a part of a world community that you may or may not ever know that you are completely a part of you may never know how intricately woven you are to the fabric of life Mm -hmm. for this brief blip of a time you're here but your job while you're here is to tend to the transcendence Mm. to not absorb it as though it's an object to be for your own grins and giggles to soothe your own frayed nerves yeah but to let it do that so that you can pay it forward so that you can in our tending to the transcendence and our tending to the beauty and tending to love, not tending to pretty, not tending to, ooh, I love that, not tending to happy, mm-hmm. but tending to the realness of life. We grow our ability to connect with transcendence and invite other people into that. Mm. And so if, if beauty, joy, and love are signposts of transcendence, yeah. Yeah. is our job here as human beings to make those moments happen, not just for selfish reasons, for so right. that I can feel better, right. but to also share that outside of myself into the world greater and to create possibilities for that transcendence for other people as well. Angie's looking I don't know if like, I would hmm. add that possibility okay. of creating it for other people. That's, that's, that's a project. That, that that becomes a project. It, but isn't that the community link? That's the community link. I don't, I, I am of the belief that we need other people. Mm-hmm. To, to, you know, that's why you and I are here talking about this together. You know, mm-hmm. I can sit in my own little cave and jot down notes and post memes on Facebook and do all yep. that stuff. Um, but that's not connecting. Connecting is a hard, we, we need to be able to the church I used to serve in Des Moines uh, had a pastor back in the early 1900s, early to mid 1900s. Stoddard Lane was his name. And he he had this saying, and he said, we agree to differ. We resolve to love. We unite to serve. And that was his tagline. We agree to differ. We resolve to love. We unite to serve. And that was the motto. It became the motto of the congregation there, that community. And it was etched in stone then at some point it was it was put up somewhere so that people would be reminded of we need each other because we have to be able to disagree Mm -hmm. we have to be able to differ and we're going to agree to do that mindfully so respectfully so Mm -hmm. and it's in that disagreement that we um come to really know what we do feel and think about things and we get to change our minds Mm -hmm. like oh i hadn't thought of it that way but that takes connection from the heart and that's why we're talking heart today yeah yeah without that heart connection we are merely opposed we're merely digging our heels in and god knows there's enough of that out in the world right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we have to have places where we can touch into the heart and respectfully listen to each other and agree to differ and yet we resolve to love and i love that word resolve we resolve to love Mm -hmm. 
And even though we disagree with each other, we're going to yeah. resolve to love. And then, because this isn't just about me and my grins and giggles and about our little community being the best out there, mm-hmm. which Christianity has a horrible reputation for right now. Um, but through that, we unite to serve. We come together and we serve, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Whether it means serving at a food pantry or whether it means sitting and listening to somebody or whether it means just point at writing beautiful poetry that reminds people of the beauty of life under, mm-hmm. their, under their nose. Mm-hmm. You know, we, but, but it's for the greater good and not for our own adulation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and also, I would, I would add, seeing your community as more than just your community. It, Absolutely. The community of the whole. Is. Isn't that funny, though? It's a a paradox because it is where I find belonging. It is my community and in that we have ownership over it. Mm -hmm. And when you have ownership over something, you care for it and you feed it. Yeah. And it is a community, not the community. Mm -hmm. So I recognize that there are other communities. There are other ways. There are other there are other paths to finding joy besides this one. But this is mine. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to feed it and tend it. It takes community and i know we're going to talk about community Later in a month on. or two mm-hmm. we're going we're going to focus on what community is mm-hmm. and yet community and heart go so much together like that mm-hmm. it's funny how our topics will likely blend and bleed all over oh, each yeah. other well they're uh, all all united by you know as i say popping the hood on joy and seeing what's in there from absolutely. a component part perspective right. um yeah and you know, as as we're seeing so much in in this conversation, so much of it is is intertwined, and, and yeah. mutually dependent, um, yeah, and completely opposite, and yeah. and and and, right, and and yeah. and, yeah, absolutely, yeah. The, the, you know, and again, I want to re, I want to circle back to something I said just a little while ago about. I, d- I don't know that I use this word, but the the word that comes up is the narcissistic tendencies and mm-hmm. and the uh, of of spiritual practice and growth that's out there, and and myself, you know, you know, I'm not going to proclaim to have it all. I, I don't. And we also have to start where we are. It, Pima Children has a has a book, a, a Buddhist uh, nun. Mm-hmm. Uh, practitioner who is prolific writer and very a very wise little woman she is uh, lives in nova scotia and wrote this book called start where you are and it is a matter of starting where we are so we start where we are it's not the right place to start according to everybody else but it is the right place for us to start so if it's more joy that we want to experience because we want to feel better because we want to escape the hurt of the world right now then you start there but you don't stop there Mm-hmm. Maybe it is. I want more joy because I'm too freaking sad about the latest lockdown or or the changes in the world or the way that we have become combative about politics or any. Maybe the world is wearing me down right now and I'm exhausted. I want that transcendence for me. And I'm going to be a selfish toddler and I want it. You know what? Start there. Absolutely. Don't not start because you think it has to be more altruistic, because you think you, you're here for a bigger purpose, because you have to heal up that hurt before you can be authentically spiritual. No, you start where you are, but you don't stop mm-hmm. when all of a sudden you feel better. Yeah, It's like taking antidepressants and stopping to take them the second you feel happier. Mm-hmm. This is the lifelong process. Mm-hmm. And we are with it and we do our practices even when we feel good, 
even when we think we have our stuff together, even when, matter of fact, that might be the most important time to practice because we are building muscle for the next wave that comes. And it will, and it will. So we practice. Right. We practice looking for being with, celebrating, noticing, breathing in and breathing out transcendence. Right. Not just to heal our own icky pain, but maybe starting with healing our own icky pain. Because you never know where it's going to go from there. And I can guarantee it's never where you think it's going to go from there. Yeah. Heck, I'm sitting in Canada now. I thought I'd be in Des Moines for the rest of my life. <laughs> Transcendence is a funny thing. <laughs> I'm talking to you. <laughs> and all of it happens in the heart, which is, you know. All of it happens in the heart. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm just looking ahead and I'm thinking uh, March, uh, our topic in March is going to be community, uh, uh -huh. some of which we've, we've already sort of laid down a few markers for already. So I think, uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun as we sort of, we lay down, we yeah. lay down a couple of steps ahead each time we end up having a conversation. So I think, uh, I think that'll be great. Is there anything yeah. more that you'd like to say about heart before we uh, close things off for today? I mean, I know there's so much more to say. It's all, yeah. But I think whoever's listening to this, you know, and you on the other side of the screen and mm -hmm. me sitting here on this side of the screen, you know, if, if nothing else has happened in this moment, I just hope that this moment of pause has opened the heart and warmed the heart somehow to remind whoever's listening and to remind you, Trudy, and to remind me too that who we are matters and how we show up matters and this yeah. tending to the heart really matters mm -hmm. it really matters and and we can't control it and we can't force it and we can't make it into what we want but when we can tend to it and care for it it is much more than we could ever imagine yeah, yeah. call it love call it joy call it beauty call it grace call it whatever you want to call it but it is so much more than we could ever make ourselves. And yeah. maybe that's what transcendence is. Maybe that's that recognition that when I get out of my own way and I'm able to be here with what is, my heart feels so alive. And I don't mean that beating muscle in my chest. I mean the heart that is in every pore of my being. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, so thanks for bringing your big old heart and asking <laughs> for this conversation. Yeah. You know, we didn't, uh, we did not even touch on, on brokenheartedness and maybe that's something to round back to, you know, we're, we're both dog people, although Angie's also a cat person. Uh, I won't hold that against her, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> I'm more of a dog person, but I do love my cats. So. Oh yeah. 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 And we have both lost dogs and you mentioned Paul yeah. and I was, yeah. And my beloved PJ just died a couple of weeks ago and you know, that's, we could talk about brokenheartedness and the oh, yeah. love of dog. Yeah. Maybe dog but needs to be added to our list here. Dog. But yeah, I love yeah. that dog, dog, PJ. I mean, oh, I love Poe too, but, but Poe's had some space already. PJ's just, uh, you talk about heart. And, and again, that's interesting, right? Because heart isn't just, well, maybe it's us anthrop anthropomorphizing. I don't know, but heart isn't just a human thing. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. 
nor is it just an animal thing, right? I mean, it's it's all of it. We can also have the heart of the world. Um, Yeah. Like you say, you know, when you're out on a walk and you're by yourself and you notice it's heartful, it's heart filling. It is of the heart. Mm -hmm. Joy is. Yeah. Uh, And you're right. PJ was I PJ came here to teach me. He came here to be my owner, not the other way around, I think. And Mm. I just fed him and watered him and let him do his thing and and that dog taught me that heart is about leaning into life and he's a leaner you know this you met him oh yeah yeah he had this way when you'd come to the house of uh of coming up to you he's a big dog not not like great dane big but but i would say i mean i don't know golden retrievers but i would say on the bigger end of golden retrievers maybe he was on the bigger end big old head and he would come and he'd he'd you know some dogs have that really obnoxious way of coming in and, and sniffing your groin. And you're like, get away from there. <laughs> he didn't do that. But he came in with his forehead and he rested against you between your thighs. And it was his way of hugging you and and being with you um, for as long as he felt he needed or you needed. And yeah. it was wonderful to have that kind of attention from him. It was something that he gave from his heart, I believe. And uh, and you could feel that if you paused and slowed down enough to just let him be yeah. so that you could be too. Yeah. It, it was he a wonderful thing he did. Yeah. It was. Taught me over and over again that sticking with something a little bit longer mm-hmm. than might think you could and it was always just a little bit longer with pj yeah just a quick high no and and let's be here together mm -hmm. it was uh getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and and pj taught me that because when you'd first arrive for a class at at the big stone house uh you'd want to be talking to your classmates and talking to angie and talking to peter and getting settled and all that kind of stuff and pj would say hey you're here you've arrived and yeah. in his greeting of me, he taught me to breathe and to slow down and to sit with what might be uncomfortable yeah. in a comfortable way. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, yeah, I love, I, I just, I love that about him. I love a lot of things about him, but that was a big one, yeah. What was that line in that poem that I wrote down i i know something that doesn't die can't be beautiful yeah and there's that line again and pj just turned seven and then died a couple weeks later and the unfairness of it all and the railing against it all and you know i i reverted to old you know four-year-old practices of bargaining with god as if i was bargaining with my parent to stay up an extra hour if I'm just good, can I have that piece of chocolate, you know? And I turned to bargaining to God to say, you know, let's let's let this dog live a little longer. And yet I knew that he was going to die. Yeah. And the letting go of that and being with that probably was one of the most beautiful things I have ever experienced. And we maybe we can talk about that sometime, about the beauty of, of dying, mm-hmm. of being with something long enough, not so that he can make me feel better about where things are going, but to be present to death so that you can experience the joy of life. Yeah. And absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. 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 A, di- a different kind of transcendence, huh? 
different kind of transcendence. But knowing that this life ends sure does make you appreciate something a little bit more. And maybe that's what heartache is. Mm-hmm. You know, you said we haven't touched upon heartache, but mm-hmm. heartache reminds us of the things that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Just like winter in Minnesota. Yeah. Just like the death of a dog. Mm-hmm. The ache of even arguing with a partner. The things we take for granted, the heartache reminds us, and therefore we are reminded of joy in the simple things. Mm-hmm. And then we forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have heartache and we're reminded. And mm-hmm. then we forget. And it's a back and forth. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, in the in the early days after uh, PJ's death, uh, Ellie would, Ellie, your other golden retriever, who's a few years younger, would go over yeah. and, and visit. Does she still go? Yeah. She still goes. It's been uh, three weeks today, actually, that PJ died. And uh, still, every day, uh, Ellie heads out the door first thing mm-hmm. with a bone in her mouth or a toy in her mouth. And she rips across. Uh, when PJ died, we left him in the house for a night so that the animals could smell him and, and understand that mm-hmm. he was no longer uh, spiritually with us anyway. Mm-hmm. So they they would wander the house. And then the next morning, we carried him. Uh, across the property here and buried him in the orchard where he liked to chase squirrels and rabbits and whatnot. So Ellie was with us when we did that and we dug the hole and put him in the ground and she even had a ball that she tried to steal back, but then she ended up putting it in. (laughs) It was a process, Um, but she laid it in there just like the Egyptians used to give their kings and queens. You know, they give them little tchotchkes to take with them on the journey. And we did that with PJ because he was a king. Mm -hmm. And so he had a blanket and he had a ball and he had a bone and we buried him. And then every day for a long time, Ellie would run out. And just this morning, she did that again, even in this bitter cold day, she ran over there and very quickly ran back. But the the heartbreakingly beautiful thing is that at night, actually, mm-hmm. every night she and PJ would wrestle at 6.30, between 6.30 and 7 o'clock. You could set your watch by this. They would wrestle hard for 10, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. bite each other's ankles, you know, tug over a ball, you know, yeah. just go at each other hard. And, of course, she can't. She didn't do that in the weeks that he was ill before he died. Yeah. And then after he died. So she goes outside now. She'll... Go to the door at 6.30, quarter to seven, with a ball in her mouth. She'll drop it in the driveway, and then she'll sit, she'll stare over the bridge, just stare over PJ's way. And after a few minutes, she'll come inside, and she'll get a bone, and she'll take it out, and she'll lay it down next to the ball. Mm-hmm. And then she'll sit there, and she'll wait. And she does it every night as though, mm-hmm. come on, PJ, let's play. Yeah. And she knows. She smelled him. She knows that he is, he is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she still has that, I'm thinking of you, PJ. And then she comes back inside. Yeah. Yeah. This honoring of the dead brings great joy, which isn't that something. Yeah. Yeah. So here's to PJ. Here's to Ellie and what they teach about what it is. We're Um, always learning, eh? Always learning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Love that dog. Yeah, but it's yeah. In, in watching Ellie. This has been a, a practice for me every day is to slow down enough to pay attention to her. Yeah, and now she's teaching me what it is to really grieve. Mm-hmm. She goes out. She does the same things, knowing that it's not going to happen. Then she comes in and 
Mm-hmm. I know that as the days go by, that will diminish. Sure. I know that it will. Yeah. She won't do it every day. She'll do it once or every other day or every few days. And mm-hmm. there will come a time where she no longer goes out and lays the ball down or yeah. runs to his grave to lay on it in the morning. Yeah. She'll do that. She will get on. But it's her process and it's her time. And to witness that is such, it, it is a transcendent moment. It is so beautiful to watch her do that. Yeah. And I wonder where we've gone astray thinking that grief has to be done in a certain timeline or yeah. to get over it. Or, yeah. You know, the the beauty and the joy of it is so profound and so heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. And heart building too, right? Both end. Yeah. 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 All right, Kate, we'll leave it there then. All right. <laughs> uh, thanks. This was great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's a good meander. Yeah, good meander. All right. Okay, so remember to uh, subscribe to our podcast. We'll be we'll be doing one of these kind of t- chats, one of these kind of meanders uh, once a month. I'm going to try and put them in the middle of each each month as much as I can. Although I'd, I'd like this one to be you know before the 14th of uh, February, but we'll we'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. And the other meanders with with um, with other friends. Where we, we talk about how joy shows up for them will also be there. We'll drop that every second Tuesday. So thanks for joining us.